talking about chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. Potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Guys, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today, I'm very excited. He's an amazing comedian, probably the funniest comedian that you can see live today, in my humble opinion. He's been on VH1, BET, Comedy Central. He's been in films, Soul Plane, original gangster, Zoolander. You can see, and you can hear him. I'm, I'm pulling out Zoolander, which is my favorite credit. Which and you can awesome. hear him. On his own podcast, In Godfrey, We Trust. Please welcome the one, the only Godfrey. All right, a little clappy clap. A little clappy clap. Uh, I'm very excited to have you on, Godfrey, because of a couple things. Number one, yeah. uh, you are Nigerian. And we've had one Nigerian on the show already, Ego Wodum. And Nigerians are very passionate about food. Yes, yes. very much so. Very much Number so. two is that no matter how old you get, you always look like you're 18 years old. So I'm always, <laughs> I was curious what your diet is, what is in your fridge. We're going to get into it right now. You guys can see Godfrey's fridge on my Instagram at standupdan. So I yeah. was like, I was looking for what the fountain of youth stuff is. And there's a couple <laughs> things here that look a little mm -hmm. suspect. Okay. There's Coca-Cola. There is Coca-Cola, which completely threw me off. Every once in a while, you know, me and my partner in uh, the apartment will, you know, we put some Coke or we'll have like ginger beer or like, you know, sometimes you want some, something fizzy, you know, every once in a while. You know, when we drink a lot of water, we have a filter on our sink and we drink a lot of water every day. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of greenage. You see a lot of greenage there? There's a lot there's of green. There is a lot uh, of green. We have a lot of uh, broccoli, a lot of uh, salad, a lot of spinach, spinach, a lot, lot of green stuff, a lot of, yeah, that, that nine, 10 grain bread right there. That's like 10 grain. That's real bread, really, really good bread. Uh, we eat it's, that every once in a while. Uh, there's organic eggs, definitely organic. Those are, yeah, we order stuff from cer certain farms and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, there's you, you, there's a drink, these euphorics. That's her drink. That's not my drink. Yeah, this yeah. is what threw me. This kin euphorics, euphorics yeah. for humankind. It looks like a moonshine bottle. It's got a cool <laughs> font. You can tell they they paid someone to make these. You nice can tell logos. it's healthy. You can tell it's healthy by the font. Healthy font. One hundred percent. It's got a healthy font. <laughs> Um, a, a lot of healthy fonts. The Vital Farms, very yes. healthy font. Yes, bread yes. alone, bread alone, super healthy font. Yeah, and down down below, like those are just like some sauces and stuff like that. But down below, it's like it's all fruits to the left. Yeah, um, in the crisper, you got your shredded carrots. You got a lone apple. You got uh, probably cucumber. And of course, there's more stuff in that. You you pull out, you pull that out, and there's all fruits. And the bottom is it's all organic chicken from this one farm that is like organic chicken. We got like chicken breast in there. We got like some, yeah, different little meats, but they're all organic, super organic stuff, man. I mean, I, mean? I, I gotta say, I'm very impressed with the fridge. Um, I'm gonna sound a little racist if that's okay. Go ahead. Can I be a little racist? Yeah, this sure. doesn't look like a black man's fridge. It looks like <laughs> the fridge of like a white woman in Berkeley who teaches women's <laughs> studies. <laughs> I mean, 
You even uh, you have you have salmon eggs on top here. Yes, yes. This is a bougie ass fridge. This is a very. <laughs> you're getting meats from specific farms. Yeah, we D'Artagnan. We go D'Artagnan is a very <laughs> wonderful company um, for like organic meats and stuff like that. Um, we get. I love it. Farm the table stuff, man. We don't play. We order special order, and that stuff up there on the left. Uh, do you see that little spot? Yeah, that's all probiotics. Yeah, I was looking at those. That's yeah, that's it's probiotics. Like a, it looks like a like a medicinal jar. Yeah, um, that's, that's yeah, that's probiotics. And like, I took some this morning. I've been doing probiotics for like twenty years. So probiotics oh, that's before it was even cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way before you know the sea moss thing. I was taking in two thousand. And the sea moss they're taking now is not even that good anymore because of the oceans being polluted. I used to go to Lower East Side at actually a botanist. I used to go to a botanist <laughs> to get actual sea moss in a bag. It was actual the leaves. And I would Come get on. it and I would I would take it home and boil it and the whole nine. I had to do it old school way, but the, the sea moss now is is corny. It's not even it's it's a little shady right now because it's like it's all in little jars and I got it in bags. You know, the actual leaves. Yeah. I had to go botanist on the Lower East Side and yeah, and get real sea moss. Yeah. Shots fired, <laughs> new sea moss. Bong, bong, bong. <laughs> baka, baka, baka. What is sea moss and what does it smell like when you boil it? It's, it's it doesn't really have a smell. It's like a gelinous. It's it's sea moss is what you get, you know, in it's the sea that the the moss that gathers around rocks and, and oceans, man. And uh okay. it, it's, it has some uh, amazing properties. And it's kind of gross when it, you boil it; it just gets ge- uh, gelatinous, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a gel. And you just—I I used to have to drink that shit. I was just like, you know. But I drank it for a few years, man, and then it just got really. When once all this pollution started, the guy—I have a, a a guy who's a natural healer that that he would just tell me what was good, what was no good. And I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm not taking that anymore. I took it for a minute, but then I stopped. Yeah. So, so you've always, so I never knew this about you, that you're like a, that you're like a health nut. This is a thing. Yeah. And listen, I'm not even perfect. Cause you know, as comedians, we go on the road and there's so many wonderful things to eat. And yeah. I try my best to balance. What I do is I like junk food, man. I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, I don't like it. Of course I do. We, we grew up on junk food and even, even organic things. A lot of organic companies have been bought out by Kellogg's and uh, and dairy farm. You know, all these big companies have taken over. Do you remember Kashi? That 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 uh, Kashi. Yeah. My dad well, Kashi, would always get Kashi. Yeah, Kashi was taken over by Kellogg's. Man, it was they were they were taken over by General Mills, I think. And right. so they start. You know, once the big companies take over, you know, the whole that some of the integrity of the food is a little bit out the window. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's the reality of it and. So what we try to do is we try to stick with smaller companies that haven't sold out and, you know, you just pay a little extra, but it's worth it to me because it's, you only have one body. I mean, you know what I mean? If look at the stuff we spend on as far as like bags and shoes and sneakers, I can do that with a meat or a, a, a you know what I mean? A grain yeah. or a, a fruit. I'll, I'd rather pay. And, and plus I don't eat excessively. I right. don't eat like, over gross amounts of food in general. So why not spend quality food? Is I, I'll, If I'm going to pay $1,000 for shoes, I'm going to pay, a, I don't care, I'll pay $500 for chicken, man. I don't give a shit. I, I want the best to go into my body, man, because 
We travel everywhere. Look at what we do to ourselves. We're not perfect, but our sleep, the way we travel, and sometimes, and also, I like junk food because I know what the ingredients do to you, but my thing is I don't want to be so clean that I can't eat McDonald's if I have to. Right, 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 you know, right, right. I, I want to be able to temper myself where I can handle junk food. I don't want to go, oh, I've been so clean. I just ate Chick-fil-A. Ooh, oh, my body. I don't know. Right. You know, right, right. <laughs> there's some places in some cities they don't have shit. Yeah. You know, and I also guess what? Uh, let me show you what I do. Can I, can I do a visual? Yes, please. Okay, watch I'll, this. I'll watch explain this. what I'll, we're. I'll, so I'll, we're in Godfrey's hotel room right now. He's in Austin. He's got shows all weekend. You're gonna you're gonna laugh at this one. <laughs> okay. So what I do is because I take supplements and stuff like that. You see these bags right here? Yeah. These like two Ziploc bags. bags. I freeze. I'll I'll make food for like the days that I'm gonna be on the road. Organic chicken. I have lentils. I have brown rice, and I'll freeze them the the day before. And then when it's time to go, I pack them in the pack them glass and freeze bags Come and we on. have this like yeah we have this sealer machine and then i'll pack them and then by the time i get to where i need to get to they're still frozen put in a refrigerator and then guess what come on <laughs> i bring this with me rice this cooker little, is that a rice cooker this, oh it's just a heat it heats up food <laughs> so, okay so it's, it's kind of like a hot pot but it, it's like, like a it's called it's, yeah it's called crock pot crock pot <laughs> it's all it's called crock pot and then you order it and it's small and I put it in my suitcase with their food and I heat it up and I eat, you know, a few wow. times a day and it's all, and I take it with my supplements. That is, I can show, my, let me show you something real Wait, quick. Wait, but that, right? hold on. But Godfrey, it's not like you're in some shit town that has no food. You're in Austin, one of the best food cities in America. No, but I, I, let me tell you something. The reason why I do it because you can control your own ingredients. Remember that. Yes. Sometimes yeah. even in restaurants, they add shit that you go, damn, you know, you're trying to if you're trying to be as clean as you can. My thing is I try to it's like a trick. I think I I think I'm tricking myself. I eat as healthy as I can before I leave the leave the room. I go, let me eat my own food first. So then when I go off a few hours later, I go, OK, I can indulge a little bit. And then when I come back, I'm back to the you know what I mean? It's a balance. It's more 80, 20 percent. That is so funny. Dude, you know who else? Um, Mike, you know Mikey Winfield? I know Mikey, yeah. He yeah. also travels with like a, a hot pot and like yeah. he'll bring pots and pans and like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, and my supplements, let me, I'm actually going to take you over to my supplements. Watch this. Okay. I mean, none of this is a surprise to me because Godfrey was, was born in 1858 and he still <laughs> looks like he's 18. Can you see what? this? Holy shit, dude. Oh my god. Okay, so it looks like it looks like a drug dealer's <laughs> prep <laughs> station. There's I, like there's like a hundred little Ziploc bags full of different pills. Yeah, this is like Panarco. This is um this is a vitamin C. This is a thousand milligram vitamin C. Wow. This is CoQ ten. This is uh phosphatidylserine. This is grapeseed extract. This is B, methyl B12. This is pantothenic acid, digestive aid, monolaurin, um, B12. This is alpha lipoic acid, B complex. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. Are you, yeah. do you have AIDS? Are you, uh, 
<laughs> oh my god! That I, <laughs> look, I, that was, that was cool. I and then, the and guess what? Sunlight what? is awesome for you too, man. Vitamin, vitamin D, B, baby. baby. Vitamin D. That's right. Vitamin D. That's right. Vitamin D, man. Um, yeah. that was I, one of my favorite food memories of you is uh-huh. we were outside of the Laugh Factory a couple of years ago, and Turkey this leg. was when Greenblatt's was still open. <laughs> And you came out with a whole turkey leg like it was medieval times and just started like chewing on it as like people were coming out of the show. Yeah, I was chewing on it like a king. Be gone with yourself. Most comedians after the show, they stand outside. They try to look fresh as like, you know, the crowd comes out. Might be a, a nice lady. You want to catch her eye. Godfrey's standing there like a fucking like like he's in Game of Thrones at the- I want my dragon now. <laughs> yeah, man. I love, I love turkey a smoked turkey leg. leg is ridiculous. And they're like a dollar fifty. I remember they were like super cheap. They're three bucks. I was like, and everything else was like, what? I'm going to get this turkey leg and be full. I'll, I'll get the turkey leg. And it was called Pierna de Pablo. A pavo is turkey, and the, the Mexican dudes buy they'd be like this. Pierna de pavo. He's like, oh, my friend, no mas. What? No more pierna de pavo. No, it's gone, man. I took it all, man. But next week, I promise, I'll give you, i save you a pavo, the pierna de pavo. Because <laughs> the, the Mexican dudes I knew so well, you know the dudes that work back there, yes. they knew us all. They were like, hey, what's up? Escucho, what's up? The pierna de pavo. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I would dip it sometimes in the barbecue sauce. Holy shit. That was such a special place. It's such a bummer that it closed down. Because you'd it's like walk really in and see like like Sean Penn sitting down eating a sandwich with like some like old Jewish lady at the next table. And, I, and like famous comedians just hanging yeah. out. I met Mark Ham- Hamill. We had a conversation. Luke Skywalker. I, I, I had a, oh yeah, I have a picture with it. It was me and him. And he, I standing next to him. And we're just, and he's really funny. Like, you know, he does a lot of voiceover. Yeah. Mark Hamill does a lot of animation. And he was so like, I was, his, his comedy IQ is sickening. He goes, he goes, yeah. You, you, I go, I go, man, Mr. Hamill. He goes, hey, what's happening? Well, we're talking. I go, I'm talking to fucking Luke Skywalker. He goes, you're Godfrey as in Godfrey Cambridge. Right? I go, dude, that's what my father is. He goes, Godfrey Cambridge is a great comedian. Blah, blah, blah. I was just like, what the fuck? Wow. And we just, you know, we met all kinds of people in and out, you know, comics and yeah, that was a good, that was a cool place, man. Damn. It was a very a- cool place. I, I got to say, and it's funny, I don't, I try not to talk too much about careers on this show because it's more about the food, but I will, you hold a very interesting place in my comedic heart in that if someone asked me, who is the last comic that you'd ever want to follow? It would be you because, and the thing is like, because I fart before I leave the stage. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. It's, it's a disgusting tradition <laughs> that you started as a young comic. <laughs> That's why you take all these supplements just to like increase the gas level. Damn right. The probiotic level. <laughs> no, but <laughs> The thing is this, though. There are some comics you don't want to follow because they're gimmicky. Like, they're, they're the music comic. Or oh, they're, like, you know what I mean? Like It's, a, it's the, poppy, yeah. And it's like, that's their thing. And it's like, it's just the energy is so different. You're not going to be able to follow it. But you are a comic who's doing, 
like regular standup and and I hate following you. That's why it's interesting to me because it's not gimmicky the way that you destroy, but you have a way of getting into people's neurons in the crowd and just like whipping them up into a frenzy like a conductor. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so fun okay. to watch. Neurons because I you know I was a, a pre-bed psych major in college, so when you say neurons, you're right there. I know neurons, dendrites, synapses, you get them fucking things firing, bro. And yeah. I just, my thing is I, I, I've always gone last. You know, I practiced that when I was in New York, you were in New York for a while. And yeah. I, um, I always would go at the end. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go at the end. And I was a late night comic. You know, when I first got there, um, at the comic strip, I was late night. I was always doing the late nights when there was only like five people in the audience. I would have to do late night. I had to earn my regular spots. So I was just late night, late night, late night, late night. I'd go after every, I'd go after the last motherfucker of the last show. And yeah. it was like, it would be like a hundred people in the, in the audience. And then when I tired, got up there, there were 10. And right. so I was so used to that. They became a thing where I was used to it. And so I got a lot and I, I'm telling you, I got a lot of material because the pressure wasn't so heavy when it was just 10 people in the audience. I just make it shit up. You got, you know, when you're in a smaller crowd, you get more conversational. Yeah. You get absolutely. more conversation. A lot of our material comes from conversations. It comes from just con conversing with people and you go, damn, that's funny. You know, that's funny. From, I get a lot of jokes from conversation pop just bouncing off of people yeah. so that was the style that i had late night made you do that you were so conversational you dig deeper when it's a smaller crowd you know yeah. you take more chances because you're not responsible for so i call it responsibility like when it's a packed room like if let's say we're at the factory is you're responsible for people at the top mm -hmm. you're responsible for people in the back but when it's just half you've been you know we've done half it's like, oh, I'm just responsible for these motherfuckers. This is great. I don't have to worry about the fuckers in the back and at the top. There's nobody watching. This is beautiful. I can be yeah. more I fun. But when everybody, when it's packed, you're like, okay, I got a responsibility. I got it because this motherfucker just killed it. Okay, you know, there's if you yeah. change up your game a little bit. Then I got to the cellar and I would do late night. I was hosted to sell. I was a host for like five years at the cellar. When the cellar did shows from nine to three in the morning. It was just one straight show. There was just yeah. a list. And Todd Berry was always the first guy. Greg Rogel. And it was those, the guys that were just like the more mellow dudes would start at the beginning. Then it was Mark Marin. Then it was, you know, it was uh, Norton. Then it was, and it got, you know, it was Rich Boss. Then it was Patrice. And then it was Greg Giraldo. Then it was Colin Quinn. Then it was, I mean, the list was sick. Keith it was Robinson. insane. Oh, yeah. And then sometimes you'd have Damon Wayans would drop it. Rock would drop it. Mel would drop in. Seinfeld would drop in. Robin Williams dropped in many times. Romano dropped in many times. So I was hosting during that fucking, ugh, when it was, nine, it was 98, 2000, 2001, 2000. I was there for a while. Then I stopped hosting because Colin Quinn said, you should stop hosting. Don't do it too much. Start doing your act. Yeah. I said, you're right. I don't want to be too choppy. So I would just come up with creative ways to approach the stage, yeah. you know? You know, one of my tricks was always like, hey, what's up, shitty crowd? How you doing? I heard you guys were so fucking awful. And, they, you know, I would do stuff like that. Just something different. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. And then that's when you, I would get into people's neurons and shit. Let's just call this a shitty crowd. What the fuck was that? Yeah. It's like, 
you know, just different ways. And that's something about going last. It I just, love that. You know, yeah, that was just a practice I used. And then David Tell would do it. David Tell, me and him would go last all the time. Until, up to this day, it's me, a tell, or a tell, then me, or a tell. It'd be Ross and a tell doing the bumpy mics. And, and, and the bumpy mics thing is so dope because to watch Dave and Jeff just bounce off each other, it's, a, it's a kind of a really good exercise. See Dave's quickness, you just go, holy shit. And then you yeah. to follow that. And then when I'm doing the my step, Dave will go, Dave will go right after me. Dave doesn't even say nothing. I just, and that's why I respect Dave so much. He doesn't give a fuck. Now, yeah. when you're on the road, all that work, that late night work you do, watch what happens. You go, oh my God, you beat the fucking crowd up into a frenzy. You beat their asses down. Yeah. You a comedic beat down because you put that work in. I'm being serious than a motherfucker. It's yeah. like it, 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 you will see the difference. I have Absolutely. one guy. I don't know if you met Akeem Woods. Uh, the name sounds familiar. Black dude came out about four or five years ago. Traveled, been traveling with me for like four or five years. He he was like in the closet for a while. Then he came out as you know gay. I mean, he he moved to New York City, and he does a lot of late night shit now. Late night, late night, and the difference on road now it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. He, oh, he's bang 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 bang. And I go, that is what happens. Going, going on stage is what makes you great. But sometimes when you go on stage, when it's not all the, not, the elements aren't all perfect, man. No. Well, how, 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 can you, how, how good is your material where they're like, wow, all that chaos, this guy just, we're like into it now. Like that you need, I think you need those different scenarios. Sometimes it's good to go first. Why yeah. not? Go first. When the audience is cold, go first. Be the first motherfucker, you know? Totally. Be first. It's like a quarterback, you know. When I used to watch Peyton Manning, he's one of my favorites to watch because he he was always audible. Oh, Omaha, Omaha. He would see the defense switch and he go ba da ba ba. He would switch up so many audibles. He goes, uh oh, I don't like what I see. I'm gonna go to this play. Go to yeah. that play. That's what you are. You're like this comedic quarterback that you you don't like what's going on. You switch up. I feel that way about. Um, I mean, just to bring it back to food a little bit. Like, there's some chefs yeah. that I really love that. Yeah. They will have a dish that they're so known for that, like, yeah. this is what everyone's coming for. And then they're just going to take it off the menu. Like, right when they yeah. get famous for it, they're like, all right, I'm done with this. And yeah. next. And, like, it's so tempting. I mean, it's so tempting to when you feel like things aren't well, like, oh, I'm just going to bring back that thing. I know it's going to work. I know it's going to work. It's going to be it's easy. It's like a joke. Yes, 100%. Yeah. It's the same type of thing. It's like this. As much as you get used to it, there is something very kind of lonely about not doing well. And I think that's good that that's always there because it always keeps you wanting to do well. But the trap is to go back into your, you know, your, your quiver, find, you know, find that arrow that you know is going to work. Like we can yeah. all do that. We all have enough well, that we can well, do well. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought it back to culinary because chefs and comedians, it's very similar. It's all about you creating something and you have to show it to the public. You go, okay, I created this thing. I hope they like it. You know, the, the chef's probably like looking through the window, that little kitchen window going, do they like it? Do they like it? It's like a joke. You're like, okay, I've been, I put this ingredient in this jar. I put that word in that. Here it goes, guys. I'm serving it to the public. And yeah. Do they like it? Tell the chef it was magnificent. Oh my God. I want to say hello to the chef. Thank you. Or they'd be like, this is fucking horrible. 
That's why food is important. Eating well is important because it does affect you performing. Comedy is a sport. People don't understand. It's a physical. It's physical. You've done shows where you're like, yo, dude, I'm tired because you're you're using your the the fact that we're thinking like this, putting words together, being quick. That's so exhausting. And eating food, the, the good food affects how you perform. That's yeah. real shit. People 100%. think it's funny. I go, I'm trying to tell you. It, it, it's the truth. You know? I just, I don't. Do you eat before you go on stage? I, I try. Sometimes I, I don't. don't eat. No, I, it has to be a few hours before. Um, because here's what happens when you don't, you don't get hungry. It's because you have that parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. So when you're in fight or flight mode, you, it'll shut your, your that's why it's, so, it's such a, a great system. It'll shut your hunger down. Right. It's like you have a job to do. You don't need to be looking for food right now. That adrenaline shuts it down, goes, okay, we need to perform. Then that's why when you're done, you're like, I'm starving like a motherfucker. God damn. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's such a perfect system that you don't yeah. need food in you. We don't need you to shit yourself. We don't need you to, you know, and sometimes, and this is what happened. You know, do you remember Judah Friedlander? Yeah, of course. Who's also in, in Zoolander with me. He would always talk about, you know, dude, I'd like take dumps before I go up. I go, me too, sometimes. Like before you take a nice little adrenaline dump, you know, <laughs> you take a big piss or because your body is like literally cleaning you out going, you got something to do. We don't need nothing in you. We don't want nothing to interrupt, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man, I don't I eat after or I'll eat hours before. Yeah. Before that. Yeah. Because it just shut down all that. Yeah. It's always funny when you perform like a casino and they're like, we want to take you out to the steakhouse before your show. And I'm like, do I have to? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You're going to love it. Get the uh, aged ribeye for 10. The fact that they're like, yo, we got to take you to the steakhouse. One of the best. My buddy, he fucking right before you get on stage. Best cream mashed potato spinach you ever had in your life. You put them all together with the cream. <laughs> Uh, like, like, can I just have I'm, some celery? I have a smoothie. I'm cool. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Let's talk Seamoths. Aside from being the worst porn star name ever, Seamoths has a pretty decent reputation of being a superfood, but more science needs to be done to prove its effectiveness. Sure, it's got selenium, it's got potassium, it's good for digestion. But most importantly, and here's the kicker, everyone, Kim Kardashian drinks it. And we're in America, baby, so that's all the evidence we need. Since Kim posted on Twitter that she puts sea moss in her smoothies, there has been a 380% increase in sales of it. Maybe that's why Godfrey can only get the crappy stuff now. Nowadays, when I drink alcohol, especially during the holiday season, I do not bounce back the next day like I used to. So, a lot of the time, I would be the person in the group not drinking, or I'd just end up skipping plans with friends altogether. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics Pre-Alcohol Probiotic is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. They're proud that they're genetically engineered, okay? It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. Is this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day? Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. 
It's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut, where you need it the most. Just remember to drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol. Drink responsibly and get a good night's sleep to feel your best tomorrow. Guys, I tried Zbiotics. I was obviously skeptical at first, all these little miracle druggy things, but I'm telling you, it worked. I felt fine the next day. Um, and, uh, you know, I had probably uh, one or two many to drink. Okay? Holiday season, it happens. Seeing a lot of family that we disagree with and alcohol uh, helps. And, you know, so Zbiotics helps with the next day, is what I'm trying to say. Give Zbiotics a try for yourself. Go to zbiotics.com slash green eggs to get 15% off your first order when you use green eggs at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they will give you your money back. No questions asked. Remember, zbiotics.com slash green eggs and use code green eggs for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode. I'm going to get to the questions that I ask every guest, uh, yeah. Godfrey, starting with what is your earliest food memory? Oh, shit. When I was little, I used to hate zucchini. I fucking hated it, man. Because it was like, a, it's a wannabe cucumber. <laughs> it's a wannabe. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like a moth, wannabe butterfly, but it's just <laughs> sitting there bumping against that light in the 7-Eleven going, I could have been a butterfly, could have been a butterfly. <laughs> and I liked cucumbers. And I remember my mother made zucchini. And it was so, I was so angry. I was like five, four or five. And I was like, I don't want to eat it. My, my brother, he could eat anything. He goes, I ate mine. And he was eating like dessert. My mother's like, and until you have to finish your zucchini or you will not get ice cream. I was like, and I'm sitting there dangling my legs like, and I was trying to eat the zucchini. I, I hated it. I like it now, but I fucking hated it. I, maybe my mother made it like shit or something, but my mother could cook, but maybe she just did. I, that was my, and I was there for like an hour in the chair like this. Oh my God. That's like, so funny. Yeah. And I was trying to eat it. I was like, and I was trying to hide it in the napkin. She goes, don't hide it in the napkin. I'm watching you. My mother was just sitting there watching TV, <laughs> like looking at me. I was like, I, I and every time I see zucchini, it reminds me of that time when I was like four, I think like four years old, like oh this. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so funny you say that. I totally, like once you said it's like ugly cucumber, I was like, yeah, that's what, as a kid, that's what you always think because you don't get the foods that need a lot of preparation. You don't get them. You're like, wait, but it looks like the thing that I can just take a bite out of. Why is it not that? Oh, my God. <laughs> so but I, I learned to appreciate zucchini bread, which is fantastic. And just, you know, but that pissed me off because I didn't like the texture. I'm a texture kind of guy. There's yeah. Textures. Like, I like crunchy things. I don't like, like with cookies. I don't, and I'm a big, I love baked goods i love all that shit yeah i don't i don't and i'm rarely allergic to anything that's my problem. i don't i'm not allergic to shit i can eat anything yeah. really yeah it's just a matter of moderation but i don't that's like soft that's a flex right there yeah He's i don't like no food allergies i don't like um my, i don't like soft cookies i'm like the fuck are we doing here that shit i like crunchy i like crunchy cookies interesting man. wow yeah so do I'm not you, a big soft cookie guy. Do you not like any slimy flavors? Like, like a lot of Japanese food has like slimy textures. Yeah. Um, like sushi is cool. Um, I don't mind eel. The, the sushi, the eel. I like the eel. I like, I can, I can handle that though. Sushimi. Um, yeah. I can handle some of that stuff. Like there's the, you got like oysters. Huh. 
I'm, I like mussels more than oysters because mussels have a chew to it. There's like a solidness yeah. to it. That shit, dang, it, it, so, it depends on how they, you know, they, they, you know, they season it. I'll go, what the? It's like snot, bro. I could just, just let me get a cold and swallow my own phlegm. But it's snot of the ocean. It's like the ocean blew its, it's nose into it's a like, shell for you. It's like a fish went, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what is your what is your death row meal? We have to think of a reason you're on death row. How about you went to go get your sea moss and you saw it was that fucking new shitty sea moss. You lost your shit. You murdered the herbalist. <laughs> and then now I'm in jail. And now you're now in jail. I'm, you're on death row. I'm on death row. It would be like my my last meal. It would have to be a combo. Fuck that. Okay. It would have to be a combination of meals. I'm not just because I'm a breakfast. I, I don't eat breakfast a lot at all, but I love breakfast food. Yeah. It would have to be hollow bread French toast with scrambled eggs. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I would have bread is way better as as French toast than it is as regular. I mean, regular hollow bread is delicious, but man, as French toast, it's like Ooh, it's at yeah. another level, bro. Like hollow yeah. bread, French toast, scrambled eggs, and a really good like chicken sausage or turkey sausage, right? Then I would have some Korean food. Like those do some bibimbap with bulgogi with that is beef bulgogi. I would have that. I would have Southeast Asian food. I would have some roti with uh, yellow curry uh, and a sticky rice. And then yeah. I would I would have Nigerian food. My fufu with my igusi soup and yeah. I, would have- I don't know what kind of fucking food court you think this prison has. I, I, but I'm asking, I'll be like, can you, you think you can get that? There is Uber Eats. And I mean, there's, there's Instacart. I don't know. Did you get all that stuff? I would have all of that. And just, yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's I'll a good little Asian, African. Oh, and my Jamaican oxtail. Got to have my Jamaican food, my oxtail and uh, rice and peas and oxtail. And yeah. oof, it cover all the immigrant shit. Then I would take some, mm, I would take some tabbouleh and hummus and, some really slice up and then you have to slice up my pita bread in, in triangles and hummus. Oh yes. Yes. Oh yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to have you know, it's funny. Literally they all, every one of those things are some sort of immigrant comfort food. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the best food. Immigrant shit wins all the time. Oxtail is a very interesting ingredient because I think that there's nothing that's more economically polarizing from immigrant food to like white people food. Because if you go to like a fancy restaurant and they serve you ox- oxtail is the cheapest piece of fucking meat you can get off the cow. It's the cheapest thing ever. It's also the most delicious. But so- you go to like a fancy restaurant, dude, the markup on oxtail is just it's, like, yeah. it's, it's like yeah. Bernie Madoff robbery. Yeah. <laughs> what they're yeah. charging. <laughs> and the thing is, though, what's funny is oxtail, people know how popular it is. It's actually very, it's expensive in some places. Like by the pound, you're like, Holy shit. And it's the ox's tail, literally. Yeah. And it's one of the greatest. I mean, that meat is so fucking good. And there's some properties in oxtail that people will, you know, these vegetarians would be like, oxtail, it's, it's like the, the ass of the, it's not the ass. It would have been ox ass. It's not the, it's the tail. And, and, and they go, well, it's, it's the tail that sweeps across. I go, but they're not, we're not eating it with the fur on it and the thing where if they cut it up, they wash it, they do all that other shit. And there's, there's a, uh, there's, um, it's good for co- collagen, the oxtail. Yeah. There's yeah. property 
but that are good for your bones. So there's good. I love oxtail. I will never stop. Love. You know, yeah, yeah. The, you know, vegetarians have a moxtail. Oh, God. Trash. Trash. No. Moxtail. It's disgusting. Come up with it's your disgusting. own shit. Stop trying to fake our Stay in shit. Your Stay yeah, in your stop. lane. Eat your grass burgers and your soil shakes and shut the fuck up. Like, my, just my, my, my problem with the vegetarians is vegetarian Yelp. Every fucking vegetarian restaurant on Yelp has five stars because these fuckers want everyone to eat vegetarian and they want everyone. So no matter what, they're giving five stars and they're just like totally inflating the numbers. This shit is nasty. It's like there's no way that Michelle's Cassava Hut is a five star restaurant. (laughs) They kill me with the. They go. I go. Listen. Have you ever heard of Voodoo Donuts? It's it's have I heard it? Yes, of course. It's vegan, vegan donuts. Yeah. Good, amazing. I think they're cheating. I go, this is so damn good. You gotta be cheating. I think they cheat a little bit because I'll see like vegetarians that are chunky. I go, why are you chunky? Yeah. Why are you chunky? Oh, <laughs> you're eating cookie sandwiches on the side. And vegetarians will be like, but fries, that's vegetarian. Uh, it's fried. That's not healthy. You're a chunky vegetarian and vegan. <laughs> what are you eating, y'all? You're fr- what are you frying your bean burger? The fuck are you doing? Like they cheat how so many much. Mu- how many mung beans are you taking down? <laughs> With peanut butter smeared up because they got to <laughs> substitute a lot of shit to get the feeling of being full. Right. You know, right. and all they say is, well, look at what they do to the meat, to the meat in the meat industry. I go, well, they're actually fucking up the vegetarian industry, too. And another thing, too, is what kind of ingredients do you think is an impossible meat? What do you oh, think? Yeah. There's, 40, there's, there's 7 billion milligrams of sodium. Why do you have hypertension after eating yeah. that impossible burger? I had, you know? a, I had a reporter on the podcast who specializes in all these, like, I call them Silicon Valley foods, like, like the yeah. impossible meat and the impossible eggs and stuff. And what I gathered from it was that none of it has to do with, it's all just like activist food. Like, they just want less animals to be killed. And because of that, they don't give a fuck what they put into it, as long as it, it satiates your thing. And so a lot of these chemicals are insane, but it's insane. like, hey, it's not an animal. Cool. But oh, I'm having, that's... I'm drinking, I'm eating a gasoline burger. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and then they want us to eat it and try out their foods because they go, because, you know, first of all, our, our taste buds are normal and theirs aren't. So when they get it and trick us to, hey, taste this is pretty good. We're their taste testers. Right. So when, it, when they go, oh, the meat eaters liked it. So let's mark that down as a good one. Sneaky bastards. <laughs> yeah, they're just sneaky. There's, and my thing is, my thing is, I don't hate vegetarian food. I just don't want it to taste gross. I just want it to be good. No. I don't care what, like if I go to an Indian restaurant and I eat vegetarian, I will be very, very satisfied. It'll be great. But they're not trying to give me a fucking, uh, they're not like, try this hot dog. It's made out of, no. I don't need that. <laughs> This is a, what do they call it? This is a impossible meat hot dog. We call it hot dog impossible. This is is a not dog. It's a not dog. It is non and not dog. It is a non not dog. (laughs) Uh. We put it in bread instead. We put it and eat the bun. It's non is replacing the other the non- non- Indian, like the non-hot dog sounds pretty you know, fucking good. 
stinky roll. That does sound kind of fresh, don't it? <laughs> Somebody's listening to this like, hmm. Hmm. Hello, sharks. <laughs> What what is the best high end meal that you've ever had? The best I I've had different high end meals that were amazing. I not too long ago last my birthday, I went to this really good Korean spot. Oh my goodness! It was an eight course thing. It was so damn good. It was downtown New York. I forgot what it was called. Forgot the name. It was bad. It was fabulous. It was a different. It was different courses. Oh, it was so, it was just next level shit. I was like, damn, it was so good. And I remember going to a, not Daniel Ballou, you know Daniel Ballou, right? Yeah, yeah. I met him, actually. Met him at the Samsung. It was, he was doing, because he was working with Samsung on like, he was like um, a uh, spokesperson for their ovens and stuff like that. And I went and it was all this cool, and the CEO of Samsung, because I was, I had a Sam, I was a Samsung guy. So I met him. And I went to, uh, I remember going to, it was either his restaurant, it was in an airport. It was either his or what's his name? Oh, Wolfgang. Uh-huh. Wolfgang Club. Man, I was in a, some airport overseas and man, that food was hot. It was so damn good. It was at the un- Wolfgang's it, at the airport? It was a, yeah. It was at No way. Airport. It was either we were, in, it was in Switzerland, it was somewhere we were and you could sit down fly and we had a nice little layover and I just ate some of the best food in the airport, man. It was high end shit. Even if we weren't in the airport, it was top notch. I love it. It was top notch. Yeah. What is the best low end meal you've ever had? So this could be a street taco. This could be, could be your fucking smoked turkey leg. (laughs) Sir. Yeah, I know. I know. The surf, there's there's a place called surf. What is it? Surf and turf. It's right there in DC. In Washington, D.C., right down the street from the D.C. Improv. It's a Mexican. You stand. It's a stand. It's called okay. Surf and something. Jesus. I was just there. And their burrito. Oh, Surfside? My. Is it Surfside yep. Taco Stand? Oh, oh mother. What? I, oh, yeah. I, I recommend going there. The burritos. Woo! This joint. Oh, yeah. Yep. This looks great. Fantastic place to eat, man. Fantastic place to eat. We shout out all the restaurants that are mentioned uh, during the episode. They, the way, they, so. they, 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 oh, they're, they're fan. Oh my God. They are so good. And also Joe's pizza in New York city. On Joe's Carmine pizza. street. On Carmine street. Man, yeah, that's I'm as stuck. good as it gets. That's, that's just, I mean, that's where they filmed Spider-Man. The first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. He, <laughs> he was working in that, you know, that, 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 that's my play. I've been eating there for 20 years when I feel like eating pizza get a slice. You can stand outside and eat it inside. It's yeah. It's the best. <laughs> yes. It is the best. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if you're a drinker or not. Do you drink or you don't drink? Not really. Um, mm. wines I'll taste here and there. I'm into like mixology drinks that don't make it taste too liquory, even though they have like this gin that's hundred year old gin. We mix it with a orange grind and a Blah, 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 and it tastes sweet. I like stuff like that, but I'm not really a drinker per se. I don't really drink. I don't know. I don't understand the fascination of beer. I never yeah. in college forgot it, but I do like shandies. Shandies? Shandies are like you take, because Nigerians, the drink of Nigerians is um, Guinness, Guinness Stout. Really? It's a lager. It's very thick. It's Irish. How did that happen? Yeah. Well, it's it's Guinness Stout has always been a Nigerian drink since I was little. My father, we had stacks of that shit. It's Heineken, Guinness Stout, Beck, or and and we would and you could take the Guinness Stout 
mix it with like seven up or something and it would taste like sweet and they call it in new york it's called like a shandy and you wow. would yeah and it's really good because you know guinness is very heavy it's like a meal almost yeah you know and it's a dark lager beer and it gets really foamy yeah and i would put like to drink it i would put um like some seven up or sprite in it and mix it like like that and that's how that's that's the most liquor i would drink but i would taste my ex-girlfriend taught me about wines she was a wine person so i i like wines here and there you know i go by taste i'm not a sommelier but i go by taste but i don't really drink no i'm a root beer guy big time i'm always fascinated by like which ethnicities pick up different boozes like Persians love black label for some reason. Like, oh yeah, they need black label all the time. <laughs> like, oh that's, really? That's the booze lately, oh. and then lately it's tequilas. But like, I and then I feel like Indians love red label. Like everyone's got their oh, weird, what? yeah. Oh, I didn't know that because Nigerians are like Guinness, Bex, but I don't know. It might have changed because it's old school. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not different because there's so many different popular drinks now. There's Surat. There's this tequila, this, that, the rock has a tequila. Puffy has a tequila. You never know because people are want to be so live and hip now. Yeah, They yeah, could just, yeah. oh, I'm doing this kind of Hennessy. I'm doing, what's the other, that that real popular tequila now? Casamigos. Everyone Casamigos. loves Casamigos. Yeah. Everybody's got Casamigos, yo. It's, it's like branding shit now. People are drinking because they, it's a branding thing now. Oh, it's so, all it is. Yeah. So I mean, it's all the same out. shit, just a different bottle. Yeah. Different bottle. Snoop has shit out. Everybody has a liquor. Everybody has a tequila or a liquor. I mean, everybody does. So, Well, dude, I it was like it, when, Clooney, when Clooney got Casamigos, everyone started shitting on him. They're like, you loser. Like, what are you doing? You're an actor. And then he sold it for a billion dollars. <laughs> and they're like, um, I would like, uh, <laughs> can I... Can I have yeah. my own yeah. uh, vodka yeah. and like every yeah. beverage group? Like, <laughs> I would love, I would love to have a, a drink out. I would love to make one. A root beer, I would make. That do your thing. I love root beer so much. I, you know, it's in my writer. No way. Yeah, I, I'm. I have. Stu- I see the Stewarts, IBC, Virgils. I have Hanks. When I used to go to Greenblatt, it was Henry Weinhardt. Henry Weinhardt, yeah. Dad, Ayers. They had the good ones. So there's like, there's so many root beers that are top notch. There's Saranac, was it Saranac? 1885, different ones that I drink at Gotham Comedy Club. They have a great one. Is root beer one of those things where like, there's some things that like, I like the kind of organic, naturally version of them. And there's other things that I just want the OG style. Like ketchup, I just want my ketchup to be Heinz or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like with sure. root beer, like is the stuff that's way too natural, like a little too funky or that's like good stuff? It like it, it depends, man. It, it's a taste thing. It's really a taste thing. Like it's like wines. I'm telling you, it's like you drink, you go, nah, that's a little too much sarsaparilla. Oh, fuck that is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like the fuck. But you'll know when you hit you hit your deal. Oh, this is good shit right here. This is good. And you just know it by taste. You go by taste. Everybody's different. You know, everybody's different. You go by taste. Like for wines, I like Riesling. I like the German wine. I like Riesling. And there's different kinds of Riesling. I like Riesling. I like sort of a sweeter wine, white wine. Yeah. And when it comes to like Malbecs, the red wines, Malbecs or Cabernets, I go by taste. Like I go by what, how it goes down. I go, oh, this is pretty smooth. This one I didn't like. This one's weird. I just go by feel. You know, that's important because I feel like most people want to go by 
is this the cool thing? Am I supposed to say that I like this or not? And no, that's not and a good not, way to live. That doesn't mean it's great. I've had $14 wines that were dope as hell. I go, yeah, this is really nice. Like it's, I don't have an aftertaste. It's really nice. And they go, Oh, it only 16 bucks. I was like, wow, this, but what about that hundred dollar one? That shit was trash. Right. You know, <laughs> Brian uh, taught me about wines one time at Greenblatt's. He knows he just, Went around and did Brian Callen, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to tell you about wines. It depends on the grape. Depends on the, the temperature. Depends on the vine. Depends on the region. See, a real man knows his wines. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Tom Papa will do shows where he, he asks them to, like, he's like, when I do, like, a charity show and they, like, don't know how to pay me, I'm like, just pay me in wine. And he's like, there's so many cases of insane wine. <laughs> That's Tom Papa? Yeah. That's awesome. Tommy goes, they can't pay me, so I get wine. <laughs> Everybody like the wine? I love the wine. <laughs> Tom, Mr. Italian. You know what I love is, I love his dad. His dad, I call him um, Papa Papa. <laughs> That's that's good. That's good. Papa Papa. He's a, his father's a little, little stocky little Italian guy. And he goes, oh, how you doing? He's just a fucking strong little Popeye. I go, how's Papa Papa doing? I love it. Who is your favorite celebrity food personality? My favorite celebrity food personality. I used to love uh, Emerald Lagasse. Oh, yeah. Old school. Bam! I loved him. Bang! He really, I liked him a lot. He created the genre. He created the genre. had a sports mentality to, to, to cooking. He's like, he looks like a, a football coach. Yeah. And he'd be like, all right, this next thing we're going to do, bam. And I, yeah, Lugasi was my dude. And he's still around, still selling yeah. his stuff. I loved him. I was like, I, I, I would watch his show because he, he made it so fun. The crazy he thing made- is he had that show. It was the highest rated show on the Food Network on any food platform forever. Yeah. And no one really does it anymore. No one does the stadium seating cooking show. Yeah, they don't. I, it, maybe it could be, it could be like, we can't really do that anymore. I, I don't know. They may be consolidated. Um, I used to like, when I was growing up, there was a guy named the Cajun chef, Cajun cooking. And he, and it was an old guy, an old white dude from the New Orleans. And he'd be like, oh, I guarantee. <laughs> oh, yes. And he wouldn't measure. He'd just use his hand go like this. So we just put Liddell, a little dash doll, the little, mm, we don't have to measure that. Oh, I can tell right there. Mm, put some little spice there, a little salt there. Mm, this is going to be a good this one. This guy? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Justin Wilson. That's my man right there. Dude, that when you said I guarantee, I was like, oh, I remember I this guy. Guarantee. Mm, <laughs> yo, he was fantastic. It was him. Um, my mother came up on Julia Childs, so we always had cooking in our house because Julia Childs was my mother's favorite. And Julia yeah. Childs was like, today we're going to be talking about some really good, good baking. You know? uh, we have my friend, uh, he's, uh, he likes to cook cupcakes. Oh, yeah. You know? And so we would watch, we would watch Julia Childs. Um, that, that was always, my mother watched all her episodes. It was always yeah. Julia Childs on PBS in Chicago, Best. Channel Best. 11. And so my mother would literally follow directions. We had cookbooks. My mother would try to cook that. And I go, Ma, that looks nasty. It's like, so we take the pepper and you put some little, 
oh boy, it's gonna be good. You know, we we would that was that was my, that was those are the people we we came up on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a Cajun chef because a Cajun chef really added a lot of personality. He really yeah. was like there was personality and it was so fun. The cooking was so fun. Yeah. And there were so many cooking shows, so many cooking people. I mean, do you Rachel remember, Ray- do you remember, remember the frugal gourmet? Hell yeah. <laughs> the that was another gourmet. random one that I love that guy. He was but like, he was like, like the Mr. Rogers of like, of like cooking. He's like, and it's and it, frugal. Hey man, you don't have a lot, but we're going to teach you. But here's what I had a problem with as far as the food network. And I, you know, I love getting into race because I go, I the food network is so racist. I go, first of all, we don't need, we don't need white people making Persian food. We don't need white people making, you know, African food. We don't need white people making Mexican or Asian food. Get the people from that fucking country and give them a show. I mean, what are we doing here? You know, I'm right. like, how come? And I do this joke about the food network because a lot of people love food. I go, there should be a Mexican dude cooking everybody's shit. Because they're the ones in the kitchens, honestly. A lot of them are the ones in the kitchens cooking our food. They're back yeah. there cooking everybody's shit. And not one Mexican man or woman really has a TV show that's cooking all the food. Right. What's going on here? It's like if Food Network is very racist for them to have such a variety of tastes, but yet you have the same face making the food of people like myself, which is fucking stupid. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's cultural appropriation in a culinary sense and enough of that shit. Okay. Get other I, people. I, I'm going to push back just for fun. Just for fun. I'm okay, going to push no, back a little. Oh, push back. Fuck it. I think that here's the thing. I feel like most mm-hmm. food, most yes. food did come from some sort of cultural appropriation. Okay. And actually in a lot of ways they came about in, in much worse ways, like wars. Like sure. I always talk about food in Sardinia. Sure. Like it has saffron in it. Like that didn't just come for chance. There was like a Moorish invasion. They someone raped and pillaged, that. killed everyone. And they like, someone dropped a bag of saffron. And they say, <laughs> yo, look, saffron. <laughs> and now they use no. saffron. Oh, oh, of course, you, 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 look at, you look at different countries that take over other countries. You look at Russia and how they run the Ukraine, Uzbekistan and all these other countries. And they, they put their, you know, we're gonna, they probably have, culinary they put their, Russian their, food. Their, their dumb, awful food culture into these they're, other countries. Their goulash and their stupid board. Boiled potatoes for all of you. <laughs> for everyone. Now we boil in no saute, okay? You know, <laughs> but then Georgian, but Georgian food is fire. Yeah. If you had Georgian food. Yeah, Georgian food is really interesting. Ooh, it's a lot of bread and eggs, a lot of yeah. heavier, like, carbs. When I was in Russia... I did a show in Russia in 2018 um, in Moscow. I was the first American to do a, an American set in Moscow Amazing. with with an interpreter in a booth. There was an interpreter and Russians with headphones. They experimented. Oh my with God, me. shut I, up! I, Andrew, Andrew Schultz did it after because they I was the the guy they wanted, and they said we think you can like we think you can interpret. We think your jokes are 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 so international, and we think you can you can do it. And so. I did it. I did one show in Moscow. I was there for 10 days. Okay. And 300 Russians, headphones on. A guy that was, uh, could speak English and studied in America. He was in the booth. He was a performer. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow you as you tell your jokes and speak into this mic, and they're going to hear it in Russian. This shit was so wild. Wow. And I'm talking, 
I'm talking to guys like and and then they're laughing. It was a little bit of a delay. And they're like, ha 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 ha. And wow. I'm talking, and I'm like, it's when I, he went along with me. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? He goes, the shit worked. I did an, I did an hour and a half. No way. I'm so shocked because your act is so dynamic that I would think it's a very hard act to translate in real time. He did it. I don't know how, wow. but I told him, I told him, hey, be funny. This is on you, boy. And on me. <laughs> be funny, bro. I talk about it on stage and it gets the biggest. It's so great. It's like it's amazing. Well, to a Georgian restaurant there because yeah. I was like, oh, no. Man, that food was unbelievable. The, the, the breads and the, and the soups, and it was amazing. Yeah. George, Georgian food is fantastic. And even if you ever see a Georgian restaurant, go in that bitch. That yeah. was, and I was in Russia eating that shit. And it was. They're also, awesome. they're also the cult, one of the first cultures to make wine were the Georgians. Oh, wow. I could yeah. see that. They got a real ethnic look. They look, because you got, Dagestan, Dagestan, they kind of look like Georgia, that dark hair, the dark hair. Yeah. And they do that dance. Have you seen their traditional dance? Yeah. The Georgian they, dance? Yes. They do this thing where they spin on their knees, they spin and they kick their legs. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's like one of the hardest dances I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's really energetic and they spin around, spin around on their knees and, they're, and, they're, and they do around the woman and they're doing this thing with their hands and they jump up in the air. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the, I was all up in that shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's incredible. But that food is fantastic. And you know, all cuisines are all about. I'm all about cuisines because you know when you have a, a culture, a heavy culture, you know that food is going to be. Ooh, I can't wait to eat that food. Yeah, that's all. And one of my favorite shows was, um, you know, the guy that traveled around who passed away. Oh, Bourdain. Bourdain. That show yeah. was. That was fucking great he would go to the country talk about the political unrest there the political situation the things that were happening while yeah. eating food and i used to get so hungry i go look at how good this shit looks oh yeah. and he go around the world he even went to a waffle house i remember going he was in atlanta and he went to a waffle house and he would go to he go there he's in atlanta at a waffle house you know yeah. he'd do that that was probably anthony bourdain was one of the best shows like straight yeah. up hands down I loved it. Hands down. Yeah, no one's recreated that either. It's funny. Like, no, no one's recreated Emerald and no one has recreated Anthony Bourdain. Because they, because it, it's, a, it's a bunch of whack motherfuckers. You got to get the right person to do yeah. it. You got to get, Bourdain was a, a former heroin addict, you know? Yeah. He was a former heroin addict. He was been through some shit. So he was yeah. like, you know, it was different. He went through shit. He didn't come with this. It wasn't an arrogance. There was a thing like, I've been through some shit. Right. So he was, it was a humanity to him. It was just a humanity to him. Emerald, Emerald was really about that. Like it was just something about like a coach, like, yo, bomb, check this out, bomb. And Italians loved him. He was just like a fucking, a New York guy, just boom. We got three more questions to get to. Yeah. Next one is, what is your desert island food? So you're trapped on a desert island. One food you are going to eat for the rest of your life, you will never get tired of it. I would say, I'd probably get oxtail Oxtail, rice and peas and oxtails, yep. Interesting. Every yep. day. Every day. And then on the other side of the spectrum, what food can't you stand? A food you can't stand eating? Ugh, eggplant. No, Godfrey. Ugh, fuck that. Come Ugh. on. 
You can have it. You can stick it up your ass too. <laughs> no eggplant. You know, eggplant and zucchini are kind of in a similar family. Yeah. I could see that. I'm, I'm good. I don't like the look of it. Oh my god. I'm not gonna lie though. One time, I was at this some really nice restaurant, and it was um, the chef made this eggplant dip, and it was fantastic. But it didn't look like eggplant. It just looked the way they did it. I was like, "What is this eggplant?" I was like. Damn, uh, you got bamboozled. He got you. <laughs> it was, but that's called culinary arts. Yeah, you know that was it. Like a, a like yeah. a joke. It's all on how you serve it, man. The delivery, baby. It's still all delivery, bro. <laughs> uh, I love it. Baba Ganoush took you down. You were like, okay, Baba Ganoush man got me, man. <laughs> I can do I this. Really good, but I do not like to look at eggplant. Oof. <laughs> Damn. Ugh. Oh. That's so funny that it, it it tricked you. It would be like if you saw this comedian and he was just so funny and then he got off and you're like, you know, he's he's like a, a member of the KKK. It's like, oh, fuck, man. But he got me. But damn, it was good. He was funny, though. <laughs> he got me. Um, all right. Last question. This is my favorite question. What are your restaurant pet peeves? Cleaning while people are eating and that 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 chloride shit is coming. Yes. I, I get I get my I get nauseated. I, I don't I can't eat anymore. Dude. When they clean around you and you smell the fucking the, the chlorine or whatever that whatever that the cleaning ingredient is, you're like it hits me and I just go, I can't eat anymore. My stomach is I'm gonna vomit. No. I'm a hundred million percent with you, and I think no one's ever said that on the podcast yet. Yeah. I agree a million percent. It's fucking awful. It's disgusting. It's I, it's so disgusting. And I, every time I smell, I go. Oh, it smells like someone was mopping the floor. I get, I get like nauseated and I don't yeah. eat anymore. Shuts down. I, cause my stomach turns when that happens. I it's true. I'm like, why the fuck are you mopping around me? Like that smell is so bad. Yeah. It's, it I, is, I hate that shit. Yeah. It is awful. My dad would like grab their arms before they could spray. Like, oh, really? you're not going to do it to this table. <laughs> <laughs> my dad yeah, did a like lot of like shit. grabbing people in restaurants like so, if someone tried to take his food before he was done he would smack their hand <laughs> like, he's so Persian like, he's so funny, <laughs> that's so great just immigrant so just immigrant shit just like my dad you can't call the waitress sweetie dad <laughs> <laughs> she likes it it's okay Honey, get me the water. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Honey, get uh, me the water. <laughs> uh, Godfrey, this is so much fun. Tell the people where they can find you. On Instagram, Comedian Godfrey. You can find me there. Also, in Godfrey, we trust the podcast on the Gas Digital Network. Uh, it's Tuesdays and Fridays, 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, yeah, man. And that's, uh, and I'm going to get my website done real soon. Thank God. Finally, I left it because uh, the pandemic didn't know what was going to happen. Thought we were done. Thought it was apocalyptic, but no, we're here. So yeah, Instagram, Comedian Godfrey, and you can see where I can, where I'll be. If you're in Cincinnati, Ohio, I'll be at the Funny Bone in Cincinnati, Ohio, December 2nd to the 4th, Cincinnati, Ohio, Funny Bone. Also, uh, December 8th through the 11th the San Antonio LOL Comedy Club in San Antonio December 8th through the 11th and then December 
16th and 17th is the Toledo Funny Bone in Ohio. So people from Detroit, it's very close. They come through. Also for New Year's is the Baltimore Comedy Factory, December 30th and 31st. I love it. Well, Godfrey, uh, I said it before, I'll say it again. You're my favorite comedian to watch live. And if you guys can make it to any of these dates, you should absolutely make it. Do not miss Godfrey. He is unbelievable. Thank you, Godfrey. This was amazing. Dude, thank you, bro. Peace. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.